I went right to researching. I just got right on the internet. I was looking up articles. I was looking up studies, taking notes and highlighting and gathering all the information I could. And the context of this was that I had had a baby very quickly, had a marriage, second baby in the marriage, and my husband was done. But he wasn't just done like, I'm done, I have two kids. He was done like anything more is excessive, over the top, disgusting, a sign of a lack of sexual control, like gross, gross me out. You cannot have more than two children. It's totally inappropriate. Now, I had grown up since the time I was a very, very little child. I wanted a big family. And I was looking at, in my research, where what are the advantages of big families? And I'm not talking advantages of big families in 1850. I'm talking about right now. And it took me into all these different kinds of avenues about reproductive freedom, true liberty in our reproduction. So I was reading about population growth, what negative population growth really means, what zero population growth means, eugenics, and how it plays such an incredible part in reproduction. And it came to be about not just what do we do with our judgments and criticisms and ideas about what people can do with their bodies, what a good family is. But all of a sudden out of this comes this incredible idea that's bigger, a huge idea. It connects with and relates to every single person regardless of how many children they have. In fact, this idea is kind of baseline and not only is it baseline fascinatingly it's being used in the wrong way all over the modern new age spiritual world welcome to the only podcast that will bring you more alive while you smash the patriarchy join me sam wilde aka the fertile feminist every week as we shift the paradigm reclaim our native fertility and create together the version of ourselves that brings forth our heart's desires and changes the world. We're back together again. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for being my listeners and getting us over. We've had more than a thousand listens since this podcast first began. Of course, it began with a different name, as Sermons from the Mat. And thank you for staying with me for The Fertile Feminist. And hopefully we'll continue to grow. I can't tell you how important, as we turn this corner into 2023, I think that these concepts are of The Fertile Feminist. And it's a critical juncture, a critical moment that we access for ourselves, both our fertility and our feminism. And the episode that I have to share with you today, you'll see why is kind of critical. And I started with a story about doing research with my ex-husband in order to convince him that it was a good idea and had a value and attribute to, to enlarge our family, which we did, by the way, we did go on to have two more children. I was obviously pretty good. <laughs> I was a good researcher. I had some excellent points that I made there. It's not going to seem at first like that relates to a giant overarching idea that affects all of our lives. So you're going to come with me, follow me through this one, and we're going to think about ideas of enough, ideas of too much, ideas of manifesting, and abundance. Now you're getting ready for the new year, or at least we are here in the United States, the turn of the wheel and where people get very excited. What do we want in 2023? And people usually want either too much or too little, right? You either want less body, so please less of my body. That's the biggest one for the new year is dieting. Or we want more of something, more time, more energy, or more money. Well, 
rewind with me 17 years where I, there I am kind of putting together this a little PowerPoint, so to speak, although I did not literally make a PowerPoint for my ex-husband in order to tell him. And I was really looking at interesting concepts around the creation of family and around the idea of reproductive freedom and around the value and the worth of children. Now, for me, I am so rich in children and nothing is as, uh, there's no wealth that's as great as the wealth to me of having the children that I have. And I know that other people feel differently. There are a lot of people that say, oh my gosh, I could never have five children because then I wouldn't be able to fly to, you know, Orlando or Paris or Rome, wherever you want to go. And I certainly wouldn't want to be distracted. I'm, I, I think we all are called to live different lives. But for me, I feel an incredible wealth now, one of the things that happened when I was with my ex-husband is that he felt children, as many people do, that children were about diminishing supply. So for him, it was like, every time we have another child, we're going to have less, less time, less money, less love, less energy, blah, blah, blah. Like it was just a whole division project. And at the very end, you're back down at zero, pretty much. Now, my opinion had always been that it's multiplication with children. As soon as you have another child, you have more love, you have more creativity, you have more, you have more energy. And I'll tell you the truth, I have five children and I have a lot more energy than a lot of people I know who have no children or, or one child. Every time I'd have a baby, I'd have a burst of incredible creativity. I wrote my first novel when my first child was nine months old. And I would write an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. And that's how I finished that book. And I finished that book actually tremendously quickly. So for me, I had there was this concept that was alive inside of me that hadn't even been articulated about what abundance really is. We think about abundance and we long to create and manifest abundance. And in the new age movement, which is both spiritual and more new agey, non-spiritual, and it's in Christianity, and it's in Buddhism. You can find these new agey concepts in every single philosophy and denomination and religion that exists now, because it's a pervasive concept, right? The new age concept of creating and manifesting abundance. Please go down to your local bookstore and check out every book that you can find on that shelf, or you know, look online, and you'll just see gobs and gobs and gobs of these books. There are uh, channelers and teachers, and spiritual gurus who teach you all about how to manifest well, everything: manifest good health, manifest lots of money, manifest the life that you want, maybe even manifest the children that you want to have, and they tell you how to get there. And a lot of it's about visualization. What was available to me when I was with my ex-husband was an ability to discern his underlying disgust, distaste, and distrust of abundance. Now, it's funny because we all want abundance, so we don't walk around thinking, oh gosh, I, I must actually distrust abundance, or I must somehow be afraid of abundance, and I would be walking in the other direction if there was a lot of anything. But we aren't people who spend a lot of time meditating and swimming in a sea of abundance, a sea of plentitude. Most people go through bouts of not having enough somewhere, whether you don't have enough money or you don't have enough love or you don't get enough attention, you don't have enough food. All of these things are realities for most of us at certain different points in our lives. So even while we want abundance, we want to have abundant lives, we have kind of a love-hate with it. 
you know, like deep inside, there's this way of being like, uh, I don't know. And the manifesting concept that's come out in the New Age movement that we could create a reality. We could create the life and the abundance we want. Brings us to a place of true discernment. And the discernment is about our motives. Now, because I wanted to have a big family and it was a very conscious longing and desire, people asked me all the time, you know, why? Why do you want to have a big family? Sometimes people insulted me when they asked me, like, what's the pathology? You know, what's wrong with you? What are you trying to do having all the children? What are you trying to fix? In the same way you might say that to someone on their 10th drink, for example. You know, why are you having another one of those? Uh, of course, that was uh, offensive to me at the time, and I had to work through it, uh, what that means to be talked to in that way. You know, people run marathons and climb Mount Everest where they could potentially die. We do all kinds of things, but we do need to be in touch with our motive. And certainly having people ask me that question and being having it in front of me in the face of my ex-husband, I had to do a lot of deep soul searching. Why did I want these children? You know, we don't want to have children in order to make our life better. But let me tell you something. As soon as I had had even one child, but definitely by the time I had two, I really understood that those children weren't going to fix me, heal me, um, you know, give me a, a walk in the park. They, they were challenging me. But through the challenges I experienced as a mother, I could see myself becoming a better human being. I took them seriously and I wanted to be the student of their teachings, my children's. And I wanted to be the student of my teachers. So as I got more and more connected with that inner motive, I began to have an understanding of what it meant to me to be a big family mother, to be inside of an expression of life's abundance, to be living and loving my own fertility. Let's think for a moment about the modern manifestation, new age teachings. I'm sure you're familiar with them, like I said, because they really are pervasive. And they're wonderful people who teach about it. For example, like Jen Sincero, who wrote You Are a Badass. I really love her books. A lot of the books, including hers, which is a wonderful book, exists now in a way of expressing abundance and manifesting as if they're somehow disconnected from anything that we might think of as divine, religious, or spiritual. But if you take a little family tree from these ideas and these teachers back to the next group of teachers, say 20 years ago, and the next group of teachers, you can actually keep going back. And a lot of the teachers of the teachers of the teachers can trace themselves all the way back to a woman named Mary Baker Eddy, who was the founder of Christian Science. Okay, so now you're going, well, that's something I hadn't heard before. And she taught, she had lots and lots of students, but a number of her students, like Emma Curtis, became big New Age teachers, a new thought movement, and then they went on to teach people, like, for example, Louise Hay came through a lineage like that. And as those teachers came out, they, of course, language changed, time changed, and so on and so forth, until a lot of their teachings seemed like just, I would say to you, as many people would say to you, okay, it's 2023, what do you want to manifest? Okay, visualize it, get in touch with it, feel what it's going to feel like, and bring it into your reality. 
Well, way, way at the way back, the way back with uh, these ideas and sort of the 1870s, and, and they aren't original to the 1870s. These ideas go much further back. But if we go back to the 1870s with the teacher, Mary Baker Eddy, these ideas were connected deeply and fundamentally to a concept of God and life itself. So to a concept of life itself. And before I go any further with that, let me come back for a moment to myself and to motive and to the idea that we can want a lot because we're connected to life and abundance, which is the natural state of life, fertility. And we can want a lot because we feel empty and lonely and greedy, right? I mean, that's true of all of us, me, you, everybody. When I went on that deep inner journey that I was pressed to go forward on and my longing for a big family, I did have to look at, okay, are there are there ways that I feel empty or ways that I feel alone or ways that I'm trying to does it fill my hole or whatever the expression is. That was a good one. <laughs> you know, where can I see those? How can I correct those? The idea of fertile feminism is the idea that this abundance that we long for is in service to the greater good. Now, the truth is what happened over the course of, say, let's say the past 30 years is the people who are really promoting feminism, really working for the justice of women, began to have less and less and less abundance and began to have a reputation as sort of like cold, dry, small, narrow, right? This sort of shriveled up feminist, angry feminist, instead of this giant, wonderful, juicy, alive, abundant, right? That's the fertile feminist. It's like, oh, it's everything flowing, everything growing sensibility, if we are fertile without our feminism, uh, then we could just be that out of control growth. If we are feminist without our fertility, then we could be stuck in our sense of like, well, I have to do, I just have to do this and we have to do it right and we have to have justice, whatever. When you combine the two of them, that's the Shiva and Shakti energies. Then you have that incredible creativity and abundance and you have it serving its proper purpose, which is the good and the good of all. Now, a lot of people want a lot of kinds of abundance. You can want to have a lot of money for yourself, right? That isn't true abundance. That isn't true abundance. The only kind of abundance that's true is the abundance that increases everything around it. Have you ever heard the phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats? It's one of my favorites. The kind of abundance that was taught before it sort of came down 150 years or whatever to where we are right now in our cultural moment was connected to source. You know, that the way that a drop of water is not really separate from the ocean the way that the continuous waterfall can't be extracted from its place and time. These ideas of abundance were connected to life itself, to God, if you use the term God, to the all that is. And all kinds of abundance were in service to the greater good because nothing was separate from or isolated from its source. Does that make sense? And it's such a different story when we begin to think 
I want abundance in 2023. And I know that if I'm tapped into my own fertility for this new year, I will be growing in ways that naturally both allow me to and direct me into serving in the greater good because it can't not happen. What's gone on with the new age manifesting is it it hasn't brought us closer to our higher power. It's brought us closer to our navel gazing self. And little self, self with that little s, is like coming to the end of a very pretty cul-de-sac. It's just got an end to it. Whereas if we're talking about relating to and interacting with that capital S self, which would be fertility or life itself, life energy, vital life force, God, universe, all that is, the great mother, the divine, that's the road that doesn't end, right? So there's no dead end at that road. We get to keep going and we keep growing and we keep becoming bigger and larger people. When at whatever point people decided, well, we're not religious, uh, we can be spiritual, but you can do it in any way you want. All of these are ideas I don't have any problem with. I think they're really good. But we also removed that sense of connection. And so it became an inside project of like, I'm going to create abundance. I'm going to create abundance. You know, you people say that, right? That's been taught to us to say with the New Age movement, I'm going to create abundance. Well, guess what? You don't create abundance. You do not create abundance. Abundance is Right, that's totally different. You don't create the snow. The snow is. All those snowflakes, all those incredible, amazing, different patterns on every single one and the near infinitude of snowflakes. If you got to counting them, or blades of grass or trees, butterflies, birds. So we don't create abundance. Perhaps we tap into abundance. But when we tap into abundance, are we tapping into just like, I just want to tap into my own abundance in 2023? Well, that's like being on a road with a dead end. Or do we want to tap into the abundance of the universe? And that's a road that will never end. The end goal of any longing or desire we have, like me, wanting to have all those children. Look, if I wanted to have all those children just to you know, fill a hole in my heart, my empty heart, I could have all of the children and I would still be empty, right? It's still sad. If I thought I was going to have children and they were somehow going to love me or protect me or uh, make the world a better place or whatever thing it was, the point is children have to be for themselves. The children come into the world for themselves. And my project is to keep having a deeper, truer, and more powerful relationship with life expressed, fertility expressed, God, all that is in the service of what's greater. If I had started having children and it made me feel smaller and smaller and smaller, that would have been a great reason to stop having kids. The only true practices of a manifesting abundance increase the good everywhere. Any practice that you do that brings you higher and gives you more abundance but brings others lower is not true abundance. It means we're not actually tapped into the life force. So if I am somehow getting richer and richer and richer, like, for example, A, B, C, and D, think of all those guys you know, getting richer and richer and richer, right near all of our mega billionaires, and it's actually diminishing, making smaller 
the world for other people. That's not true abundance. And you and I don't need to and shouldn't be or even shouldn't want to be tapping into that because that's not the fertility that I'm talking about. And it's that way that these brilliant, amazing ideas like the idea of true abundance as a life force, as that which is, right? That which is that you can tap into, that is continuous, that you don't control, you don't own, you don't possess abundance and fertility. You can't make abundance. You can become present to its existence that's all around you, right? And these ideas get watered down, become more and more patriarchal and more and more capitalist. Yes, and that's where we get these ideas in capitalism of like, I'm not going to do it justice because I don't I don't know enough to say. But these sort of bossing bitch women where you are really, you know, in the power, in your power. Well, there's only one kind of power and that's power within. And every other kind of power that you see expressed is not true power. And usually it's coming from a very disempowered state. It was the same about abundance. So you long for and want whatever more of or less of that expresses the true quality of your life in 2023. And the way to get there and the way to tap into that is not to be the self-creator of it, but to be the one who grows deeper and closer and in, in a more powerful relationship with life slash fertility, slash God, slash universe itself. So we will know we're heading in the right direction if we are the rising tide that lifts all boats. If the goodness that we experience, if the abundance that comes into our life overflows and is in service to all those around us. So my feminism ought to be working by lifting you up. So to the extent that I feel liberated and fertile and big and expansive in all of my interactions with you, hopefully that runs over and fills you up. But it's not me filling you up. I'm not going to become an empty bucket after I do this podcast because I'm tapped into source. And that's what we seem to have left aside. And that's as true for mothers who are like, gosh, I, I, you're doing this incredible work as a mother of, of expressing fertility itself and life force itself. And yet mothers are depleted and exhausted. And I've spent a number of podcasts talking about that. But this will be true for us on any level, whether we're doing creative work or engaging in meaningful relationships. And we want to come into that expression of ourselves where we do know okay higher power we do know source we are going daily to the well and filling our buckets from infinite source isn't it fascinating that people are teaching and thinking about the concept of abundance without thinking about the infinite how can we even know a concept of abundance that's just related to our human selves which are kind of so small, really, and related to uh, that cul-de-sac, you know, that road that ends. You can keep going round and round in a circle on that cul-de-sac, but it's a lot better to keep going and going and going down the road. And the real prize of this, as you think about what you want to manifest in 2023, the real prize of this is that ultimately the good that comes to us when we connect to our source is greater than the good we would receive from anything we want, right? So even more than children, even more than money, losing weight, having a productive business, whatever it is you long for, 
the good that you will experience being connected to your source will always be a greater gift than anything you could possess or own or use or have. And not only that, it's something that's continuous and always there for us. So you could want something. Let's say, let's be me and I want a child. And then your child could come, but then you want another child or that child grows up or that child becomes an annoying teenager and you're not stuck with a sweet baby anymore. But the work of getting closer and closer to source, of being somebody who can really say, I don't manifest abundance. I get in, I get awake to, I become aware of the abundance, the natural abundance that is, the fertility that's all around me. We then absolutely step outside of the patriarchy that has been created. And we start to live outside of that. What I have is not something I need to buy. It's not something I can possess. It's something that is. That power of fertility, mm, that power of fertility is the base of all of our abundance to recognize and acknowledge the natural fertility of everything. Life itself expressing in these hundreds of thousands of different ways. That's the kind of abundance I ask for you. And we really, in that way, step out of the lane of patriarchy and capitalism where the where the me stories are if i get more and have more everything is fine because i have what i want to really the story which is like my more my good my abundance increases the good and the abundance for everybody these are the new thoughts we want to have the new stories we want to tell and the new way we want to embark into 2023 i want to picture you just like jumping and leaping into this new year knowing that abundance isn't something to manifest. Abundance is something you have. And you can just sort of just jump into it or fling wide your doors, the doors of your house, and say, abundance, and I'll really see you. I really see you. And you're everywhere. And I'm connected. And you are the infinite source. That is my New Year's wish my New Year's prayer for each of you. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening in. This is me, Sam Wild, aka The Fertile Feminist. And you've been listening to The Fertile Feminist Podcast. Find me on YouTube at The Samantha Wild, aka The Fertile Feminist. And hit the website, thesamanthawild.com for all kinds of resources, inspirations, and ideas also on instagram at the fertile feminist until next week may you tap into that native abundance creativity fruitfulness and life force that's going to help us all bring about that more beautiful world that we know is possible